We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last (laughs) few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, She's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient, I like to say. She's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something. But these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, She does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of uh, discomfort uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a, you know, she's has a high quality of life because of uh, we take good care of her over here. And these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products cap are THC free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know pancakes is always scared. Of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these. Look at that. Uh, I love they you have can enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www.gaiaprovides.com. And, and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you want to, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So guy provides you're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 252. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Michael Kaplan. You can find me. Sorry, Cap, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to say? I just said it's good to be back. I feel like we haven't potted in a while. We haven't potted in a while. You're right. We did put one out last week, but you and I have not. It's been a couple weeks since we've even recorded. I've been on the road. I've been doing the double happiness tour all around these United States of America. And I will be the the 2021 version of this tour. We're going to kick back off in 2022. But the 2021 version is ending December 3rd and 4th at the Alameda Comedy Club just outside of Oakland, California, in the hoity-toity neighborhood next to Oakland, California. I'll tell you <laughs> that much. It's the, the fancy part because these people, they don't want to say they live in Oakland. You know, it has a bad no, rap. No, Oakland's got a bad connotation. People Dirty. think of MC Hammer and things the like Raiders this. The Raiders and... Yeah, the Raiders, the A's, boom, Moneyball. And people say, no, 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 we don't need Moneyball. We can afford it. These are Giants fans who live in Oakland, San Francisco Giants. Silicon Valley types. Yeah, but so they live in Alameda, which is three minutes outside of Oakland. Uh, All right. I will be at the Alameda Comedy Club December 3rd and 4th. 
Come to that two shows each night. Get tickets at turnersparks.com or go to their website. But please come out and support that show. I need to sell a lot of tickets for that one because this is my first time headlining a weekend there. It's a new club. I got to impress these people. So come and bring your friends. Bring your whole family. Bring everybody. It's I, Listen, you can bring your family to my shows, you know? Right. As long as they're vaccinated. That's the rules in this in California. So bring As your long as they're vaccinated. And you might have to be over 21. I'm not exactly sure. But bring your grandparents. That's my point. They'll love it. My friend brought his, uh, what, 90-something-year-old grandpa to my show in Sacramento at the Punchline the other day. The guy loved it. I mean, Because you're you know. a cross-generational talent. That's the thing. You don't, exactly. You're not one of these comics who's just going to do a bunch of shtick about dating in New York City. These aren't Tinder <laughs> jokes. Okay? <laughs> these yeah. aren't. Uh, I'm not doing it about uh, dating apps. I'm not doing it about what just happened on Twitter five minutes ago. You don't need to know. I don't say BRB. You I'm do zero using... material on your virgi- vagina. <laughs> zero. <laughs> There's no. I'm not using Twitter sl- LMAO. There's not. A, I'm not, I don't say LMAO once. No LMAOs. <laughs> I'm not canceling anybody. I'm not going. Boo! White men are the worst. That's not my act. Yeah, that's so white women's white act. grandparents. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll save that for the white women. They can do that act. But for me, I'm just telling jokes. So come on out. Alameda Comic Club. Now, oh, also, if you want to support this podcast, which I think yeah. you do more, go to patreon.com slash lost in America. And uh, for five dollars a month, you get an extra episode. I get three extra episodes a week and we're back on that. Now we kind of lost <laughs> three. Track. I was on the road. I can't, yeah. I can't be on the road and produce a podcast. And you've and got parents edit. who don't have internet apparently. So we had and problems. My parents don't have internet. So that yeah. would made it difficult. Now we're, we're back up to three. We're putting one out today even. So, oh. um, patreon.com slash lost in America. Double that. happiness. We're putting out a pod and a Patreon the same day. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Kaplan on the show today, $5 a month. And we want to get back over $400 because we had some people, this arms race is kind of over these $35 a month. People we Sugar Brady, out. Sugar Brady went back on that. He said, it's not, he said he's wasted enough money on us. He went back down to $10 a month. Cheapskate. You but know, he's still getting an ad on this show. We love so for sugar. $20 a month, you get your own ad on this show once a month. And sugar, this is Sugar Brady's week. So we're giving him an ad. And we should say there's a lot of inflation right now. So the money's not even worth what it used to be worth. So give us your money. It's no point in putting in a bank. It's like negative money putting it in a bank. Give us your exactly. money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can't afford not to give us $30 a month or 50 or <laughs> We're like gold or Bitcoin. 100 <laughs> Um, on the podcast today, we got our friend Chino Liao's back. We'll bring him in in just a minute. We're talking about the Philippine election. It's a wild one, Captain. Yeah, it's got um, 97 candidates, I've heard. So, so that's, Rodrigo Detroit, <laughs> And it should, you know, if the three of us run, we could push it over 100. We should get it to 100, magic number. <laughs> yeah, let's make it 100 candidates. It's Rodrigo Duterte, who's one of, we... I think we probably we might have slandered him previously on this podcast because I think maybe we I don't, did we ever call him a dictator? We just called him a wild man. He's not a dictator because he's leaving office. Is my yeah, point. he's leaving. Wolf. He's only serving one term. And then Worst he's out. dictator know? ever. <laughs> he's not. A, so, yeah, he thought Trump was a bad dictator. But this guy. So it's takes the uh, but I do like what they have over there. It's a six year. You, you're the president for six years. It's one term, but you get six years. You get and then to kill out. as many drug dealers as you want in six years. And then you're out. You move Yes. On. And he killed a lot, you know, <laughs> he rocked them all. He killed with the best of them. <laughs> he did. And now he's out. And so now they're having other people become the president. 
So everyone's 97 people are running. Some of them are former uh, world champion boxers like Manny Pacquiao. Others are related to Duterte, you know, their version There's of... Some, uh, I saw there was a, a, a teeny bopper actors running in the mix. There is a oh, lot really? Of yeah, a, a lot TikTok of TikTok star, baby. TikTok. <laughs> Uh, there's a bunch of people. One of them's the daughter, like the Ivan. Is it Ivana Trump? I've already forgot her name. What's Trump's Iv- daughter's name? Ivanka. Oh, Ivana is the ch- daughter. Ivanka was the wife, right? Yeah. They kind of changed that. It's too. We kind of forgot about her already. Yeah. She was That's supposed to be our next leader. I couldn't even remember her name. Anyway, it's their version of that, except this person really is running. She's running for vice president. I think Cap, what do you know about this? Well, or did, what, did I just say everything? We, we just, know. I think we say everything. No, but it's uh, the, just to add to it. It's kind of amazing that like we all knew Marcus in the 80s. Everything. Wait, we haven't back. even brought that up yet. Oh, we didn't bring it. You didn't mention that. Yes. No. The son of the former dictator is running actual dictator back when there was a dictatorship, as my understanding is running uh, for office. And is let possibly- me set this up so people know what we're talking about. The lady with the shoes. <laughs> that was this. That's what we I was going to get to. That's what her, I knew about her. Miranda Marcos. I'm gonna call, I can't remember her name. I think it's Miranda. She, <laughs> like the person from Sex in the City. Miranda Marcos with the shoes was a dictator's wife. She had 30,000 pairs of shoes. That's kind of all we knew about the Philippines. That was one of the, the main 80s. things we knew in the 80s. The one yeah. of the main things that seeped in international news-wise to America. Is that she had, she a, lot had a lot of shoes. Her husband was the dictator. You know him. You love him. He ended up getting ousted because he, I think he stole $10 billion from the country or something like that. Anyway, they're out long forgotten who shows up now, but her son and this guy's going to be maybe the president. So he's running the Tuerte's daughter and the whole crew. His dad didn't leave him any money or he just can't be bought off because he's still going to. Yeah. You no, I think he is bought off. I don't think he's said that he's... Has he disavowed his parents? I don't even no, know. No, I'm saying if your dad steals $10 billion, you think you'd retire and never have to work. But this guy, he's got an ethic. Oh, he I'd buy to, an island. <laughs> Please. He wants I'd, to work for the people. So I'd go Epstein back. on this thing. So it's pretty cool, though. I don't know that many countries where there was a... Well, not pretty cool might be the wrong way of putting it, but where there's a dictator's child who's in running for office. Like, you know... Usually, uh, Franco you know, didn't run, yeah, Franco's kid didn't run in Spain or Stalin or it's a fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, <laughs> yeah. shame on me scenario here. And I should say, when I said go Epstein, I mean by buying the island, not all the other stuff. Come on, people. Right. Now, His intentions were good, is what you're saying in the beginning. Let's bring the host of the Class Clown podcast <laughs> onto the show. Back again, one of our favorites, straight from Manila, but he's in a uh, resident of Manila, but he's currently stand-up comedian based out of Manila, uh, tours all over the Philippines, all over Asia, all over the world. He's currently in the Bay Area, the United States Bay Area, and I think I'm going to see him in uh, early oh, December. Is he playing Oakland? In Alameda. <laughs> he's going to come hang out. Everybody uh, from the Class Clown Podcast, uh, Chino Liao, welcome back to the show, man. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me back on here. I don't know if you guys have me back on as much because you like me or because you like the the fact that my country is really bad. Right now. <laughs> it's kind of a little bit both. <laughs> it's like kind of a perfect like, combo. Does this say more about the Philippines than it does me? I don't. Perfect know. combo. That's a yeah. Capital it's that we right. dream of getting great guests who also come with fucked up places. Yeah, yeah you really. Yeah, you have both. You, you. It's a. It's it's a five tool trick, baseball yeah. player. They would yeah, say. the hat trick, the rare hat trick in comedy. <laughs> a nice guy from a shitty place. Yes. So what's going on? <laughs> what's going on with your with this election? It's so it, it is Game of Thrones crazy is what it is, you guys. It is just insane. So let me uh, try and lay the land real quick. 
So on the one hand, you have the son of the former dictator, right? So so the person you were talking about was Imelda Marcos. That's that's Imelda. her actual Miranda Miranda. <laughs> Miranda actually works too, but Imelda is her actual first name. And okay, uh, Imelda. Marcos. Her son, right? Bong Bong Marcos uh, for then bong Marcos bong. Jr. Oh yeah, his name's Bong Bong. Yes. What a name. Yeah, right? The least threatening name on the planet. <laughs> Owned by <laughs> Sounds like a guy in Kaplan's frat in college. Yeah. <laughs> bong, bong, bong Bong Marcos. So so this dude is actually the governor of of their home province of Ilocos Norte if I'm not mistaken. So anyway, he's the current sitting governor of uh sorry, he used to be the governor. He's now a senator. So he he got that deep, right? So he's also running for public office for the presidency, which is interesting because he actually tried to run for vice president during the last elections when uh, Duterte won, right? So during so during the last elections when uh, President Duterte won, he was actually in second place, a close second to the current vice president now. Right, and the vice president separate, right? Than the, the president, they don't yes, yes, together. they don't do a party thing over uh, in Manila, in the Philippines. So, so on the other hand of that uh, vice presidency is Lenny Robredo, who is actually one of the good guys. And Wait, she's... let's stick with Bong Bong for a second, if we can. <laughs> okay, uh, so what, so what... was Bong Bong? I want to let's go into his family quickly here. So the Marcos family, I was under the impression they got kicked out of the Philippines for life because they did steal ten billion dollars estimated. They did and they did it. See, okay, so it, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, so let's go all the way back to the eighties when yeah. when martial law was over and they got kicked out of the country. Right, new presidency, new regime happened. They actually fled. Supposedly they fled to Hawaii, and that's uh, where we last Hawaii? saw them. Last saw them, right? So very, very HBO specially. We <laughs> very, took them in, yeah, right. So it's, it's so so they Hawaii. flew to Hawaii, and um, it's a state, isn't it, it? It's yeah, it's a state. It's it's weird <laughs> because for some reason, and I can't really explain why, but Imelda Marcos actually won a seat in Congress after. In the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, so she still became a, a public official. So did Bong Bong. So did her sis, his sister, Amy Marcos. They all became public officials, despite being from a family that stole all that money from the Philippines. Was she in Hawaii when she ran, or she had a? She no, they were back. back in the Philippines. Oh, they they made on. their way back. So they went on vacation to they Hawaii. Basically <laughs> just, yeah, they 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 took a quick trip <laughs> out to Hawaii. This sounds like the best punishment ever. <laughs> Spent all that money and then flew back. So did they ever um what what's the feeling on the family that so it's not obviously it's not like universal hate if they if they're winning elections. Yes, see here's the thing. Uh the Philippines is very territorial when it comes to their uh politicians. Uh so in the north, the far north of the Philippines, about twelve hours outside of Manila, uh that's where the Marcoses sit. And in that area of the Philippines, people are very defensive of the Marcoses because they were able to benefit from their regime. You know, the first oh. one of the first places that the Marcoses uh, developed was in that part of Ilocos Norte. So Bongbong Marcos is actually known for a lot of uh, legislative and environmental uh projects in that part. He put up windmills, he 
developed uh, the towns there. And it, 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 to be fair, he did an actual good job. However, it's his track record isn't proven enough to be carried over on the, the national scale. That and the fact that he still hasn't disavowed what his family has done. Number one, nobody like you guys were talking no about apology. How, how he hasn't denied his family. On the contrary, he's actually been defending what his fa- his family's done. Right? He's actually he has not outright said that we stole all that money and my dad uh, created one of the worst dictatorships in all of history. Right, so he hasn't done that yet. He also has uh, not. He's also been padding his resume a lot. Like, we all do that, right? Like, if you go <laughs> for, for a job. Key club was bullshit. <laughs> but, but, but he's, he's never. He, he, what, what he's saying is ridiculous. So, as governor of Ilocos Norte, he act, his region, his province, actually won a, a few medals in youth games, in junior Olympic games, right? And so, he's claiming those medals as his own because <laughs> when that happened he was governor so therefore by the transitive property he is also a gold property. he's also a gold medal winner which is insane it's like that's like uh, Kim Jong-il saying he has like 111 hole-in-ones right exactly so, right so yeah. it's it's pretty crazy so, from his so end. he has shades of of a future dictator yes that's what people are afraid of now there's a whole it, 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 again it, I don't really know how to explain it but Historical revisionism is a thing that happens in the Philippines, wherein the people who, especially the younger generations who were not affected by martial law, are slowly starting to defend uh, what Bongbong Marcos is all about. So they don't. Right. I think Maybe I know why, story. though. All you have to do to get the kids, you put up a couple windmills, and they'll forget a dictator. <laughs> right. Environmentally, that, yeah. yeah, Conscious. Do and it if, you say, if you use the right pronouns, you're in. Yeah, you right. Know? So you right. know the pronouns? Yeah. Right. Is he right. handsome? Is he like a Che Guevara type? He's a, he's a charismatic type. Like, if you uh, Google yeah. him, you can see that he he actually draws a lot of... He He's very charismatic, but he looks a lot like his dad. So and so it's it, it's really hard to dis, to separate the identity of Bongbong Marcos from his father. Plus, his real name is Ferdinand Marcos Jr. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, how do you split yourself from that, right? How do you separate that? So the young people actually like him. A lot of of young people actually like him, and it's it's scary because. He has a very good chance of uh, winning here. Like, he, like it's it's very very close right now. People and really can't tell who's uh, apart. What are his politics like? I I read all about this um, this election and I couldn't find anyone's actual like yeah, I'm proposals gonna, I'm, or right platform. yeah right. I'm gonna infrastructure I'm gonna do it was none of that <laughs> it was just like all these crazy characters so this is where we get into the things a little bit deeper right a deep end okay. of the pool okay so Bongbong Marcos was originally allied with the current president Rodrigo Duterte right the idea was if Rodrigo Duterte wins Bongbong Marcos would be his vice president. Going a little bit further than that, there was a conspiracy theory, very QAnon-ish, but there was a conspiracy theory that Rodrigo Duterte will step down from presidency, handing it over back to Bongbo Marcos. That was like the end goal here. 
uh, after all of this, right? But current events have shown that Rodrigo Duterte and Bongbong Marcos have gone their separate ways right now. Mm. Because right now, as it stands, Rodrigo Duterte's daughter, Sarah Duterte, is also running for vice presidency. <laughs> yes, and so, this is where it gets fun. But is she allied with Marcos or no? So mm-hmm. that's what people are saying. People are saying now that she is going to be Bogbog Marcos's vice president, right? Which a role which originally was supposed to go to the current president, Rodrigo Duterte. Wow. <laughs> oh, so the original idea was. Duterte, after you can't be president again in multiple right. terms, so he's, but you could be maybe vice president. Yes, you could be vice president. So the idea was that he would be Bobo Marcus's vice president after his okay. term, keeping it within the family in a sense. And now that's out, but Sarah Duterte, Rodrigo's daughter, yeah. will so now they, be so vice president. Sarah Duterte uh, has uh, other ties outside of the. Duterte family, namely when former president Gloria Arroyo, right? Gloria Macapagal Arroyo was the president uh, a few terms back. I, I would say two to three terms back, right? She made headlines for ousting another former president uh, from an impeachment, right? She used to be a vice president, became president, and then ran two consecutive terms. So she became president twice in a row. Um, and now Is that allowed? She, it, it was allowed because when she... But during her first term, she was vice president and only took over after the previous president was impeached, right? So she ran again for re-election the year after and won, right? Despite some controversy, which we won't get into anymore because it's going to get really convoluted. But essentially, (laughs) what's happening right now is this lady, Gloria Macabagal Arroyo, is playing kingmaker right now and was able to convince Sarah Duterte to go up against her father for the vice presidentship. Oh. Oh, her father's running too? Even right. He's one of... Okay, oh, so not a... anymore. No. Oh, no. Okay, not yeah, yeah. anymore. Rodrigo Duterte decided that he'd rather be senator now. So he filed the candidacy for, uh, for uh, be, to be a senator, right? Meanwhile, Sarah Duterte, who originally was supposed to be his... Uh, president now got demoted to uh, sorry now decided to be Bogbong Marcus's vice president. Uh, so Sarah, so okay, so Sarah Duterte is the mayor of Davao of, City. Of Davao the, City. So she is a she is a politician in the Philippines. Sounds like maybe she's been one a long time. Has she yes. Been a politician? So Sarah Duterte, okay, is the daughter of the current president Rodrigo Duterte. Yes. Okay. So when Rodrigo, Rodrigo Duterte rose to power in Davao City, which is a city in the far south of the Philippines, right? Yeah, and when it's Rodrigo, a small city, right? It's a, it's a fairly small city. It's a, I'd say it's a B-tier city, if you okay. know what that is, right? So, tier 2. Yeah, Tier 2. There we go. So in the south of the Philippines, where their seat of power is, as soon as Rodrigo Duterte became the president of the country, he handed it over to his daughter, essentially. Right, nobody was gonna go up against the Duterte's in Davao because that was their that was their stronghold. You that's know? their turf. That's that's their that's their uh, Winterfell for those Game of Thrones watchers. Like the Trumps in Florida. Right, right. That's so that's where they're state. that's where they're embedded right now. And so now the original plan 
going back a few years was that if Rodrigo Duterte had to step down for presidency, he would hand over the reins to his daughter for vice presidency, uh, for, for the presidency, and he would be himself the vice president, right? Therefore, grooming his daughter for the presidency, right? Okay. That How, was a theory. That was the theory. However, Rodrigo, did, there's another character coming into this, and I'm sorry if you guys are lost, but we'll try, <laughs> we'll try our best here because sometimes even the Filipinos don't know what's happening. They, yeah. are, they, they are turning our elections into Survivor for some reason. It's, it's insane. So, Rodrigo Duterte's right-hand man, he, his official title is presidential aide or advisor to the president, Bongo, another bong. Another bong, a singular bong. A singular bong this time. <laughs> Bongo, like the Bongo. Yes, <laughs> was supposed to be Sara Duterte's <laughs> vice president now because people saw right through the Rodrigo Duterte as vice president shtick, right? They, they, wait, wait, wait. They, they called foul. Okay, okay so sorry. It, it, it's getting confusing. I know. Yeah, no, no, no. So, all right. So you got um, on one side, you have uh, Marcos running right. for president, right? right? And the idea was that before Bongo. any of this could happen, there was this theory that Duterte, Rodrigo Duterte would step down and make his daughter the president. Yes. Before his term was over. So she could then just run for re-election. Yes. Right? And somehow that didn't happen. And now uh, Sarah Duterte has transferred and become the vice presidential candidate for the Marcos family. Yes. Due so how did fact, that happen? Due in fact to Gloria Macapagal Arroyo, who, like I said, was playing Kingmaker here. Former president. Yeah, yeah. former president Gloria Macapagal Arroyo decided that Rodrigo Duterte was uh, this essentially this uncontrollable caveman, this wild man of a dictator. Just decided. Right? And, and <laughs> yeah. she Loose felt... Camp. That because Duterte rose to powers so suddenly and so swiftly, she would be out of place, right? Essentially, the pe- the person pulling all the strings here is uh, Gloria Macapagal Arroyo. She's essentially the person uh, behind all of this. And supposedly. can I ask, are all these people on the same side politically? Yes, they're all, they are all right. part of the same party, if that is okay. your question. Right? Is Sarah Duterte less, a little more... Uh, restrained, shall we say, than not a cave, a cave I mean, woman. <laughs> she is her father's daughter, you know. So <laughs> she's a cave woman. <laughs> she she is capable of whatever her dad is doing because she only learned. She was under his learning tree here. You know, right. she she picked she just up. Does it with things. a smile? Yes, she does. She does it with a feminine touch and lipstick. If you and, and lipstick, you know, you know. So her hand isn't as heavy, but it's still pretty heavy. Uh, and is she? Aligned, so it sounds like her and her, to her and her father. There's a rift between her and her dad. Yes, but because of the uh, confusing political landscape as it is right now, they are still considered to be on the same side. It's just that because her dad is now on the outs with everybody involved, most especially GMA uh, Gloria Macapagal Arroyo, right. He decided to start his own political party, run under that as a senator, and yet still be aligned with the larger uh, political and party, right? And the Bongo guy is running under that party? The so Bongo just... guy is running under that party as president. Okay. Okay, so you got 
Duterte, for, Duterte former president, or President Duterte, is putting up Bongo yes. as, his, as his candidate yes. for president. And then I get it. Okay, and then we have um, uh, Marcos' son, Bong Bong Marcos, is running for president. <laughs> yes. And Duterte's daughter, Sarah, is going to be his vice president. And these people are all on the same side of, they're all running for the same yes. boats. And yes. then uh, opposite and, them, we got a little boxer. Yes, Pacquiao. not opposite them. He, I think is he also the also same on side? the same oh. side. We got right. I meant opposite yeah. running against in the more. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but he's also on the, he's also on the right. He's also, we, okay, so this is where things get a little bit more uh, confusing for your listeners here. Manny Pacquiao, the boxer we were referring to, is actually the president of that political party, that larger uh, political party called PDP Laban. Uh, you don't need to know the name. The the essentially they are the administration. Right now, because we should say Senator Manny Pacquiao. Senator Manny Pacquiao is the current sitting president of that political party. Amazing, right? Boxer, presidential party, presidential candidate. Guy gets what hit in the head for a living. <laughs> I mean, he just fought. By the way, he, he just, just had a fight fought. a few months ago, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He and just still, fought too. He's still, and, he, and he's been, he's been. I, when I looked it up, I was blown away. He's been a senator since 2016. He also. Holds the most record number of absences for Senate, so that's yeah, how he's, he's training. able to do it. I mean, would Rocky that's, have been able to? <laughs> that's Rocky. How, that's how he's been able to do it. I, I lost so much money. I got to say, betting on Manny uh, on Ricky Hatton <laughs> against Manny Pacquiao many years ago that I can never go for that guy. <laughs> that, that, God, that, you that fell was a terrible that. bet. I, I'm a awful sucker. Bet. Sucker that, bet, but yeah. that was an awful bet. Yeah, he knocked him out it. so fast. Yeah. It was awesome, actually. Betting yeah. in three. That's what I would have said. Anyway, so. Manny Pacquiao was the current sitting president of the political party. And what happens is in that political party, if you are its president, you automatically become its presidential candidate because you're at the top of the food chain. Okay. Right? Rodrigo Duterte wasn't having that. She want, He wanted his <laughs> daughter to be president at that time. This was a few years time. ago. Right? At that time because he was grooming her. Right? There was a rift that happened because Pacquiao also had his own aspirations. He was testing the waters for a presidential run, which, of course, now we know he's actually pushing through with. He was testing the waters, decided to go for it, and that's when the rift happened. That's when they decided to split, go their separate ways, but not really. Yeah. So now Pacquiao is running his own campaign apart from the Duterte's and apart from Bongbong Marcos. And they're all going for the same votes. I mean, yeah. they're all right wing. Like I looked at Pacquiao. Pacquiao is um, he's he also is tough on crime. Yes, he wants to be tough. As that's a that's a light way to put it. Uh, executing <laughs> box drug you. dealers. I don't know if he's executing drug dealers. I don't know if he wants to do that. But he may be. But uh, he's tough on crime. He's been aligned with Duterte and that presidency for the past like four or five years. Right? Yes, he's yeah, yeah. Because him. you have to understand, Manny Pacquiao also comes from the same part of the country as the Duterte's. We're talking about the very south of the Philippines here. A a group of Filipinos who were much largely ignored by Manila, which is a good three hours away, right? Okay. By plane. Three hours away by plane. So it's a it's a very large disparity here. And and the number of Filipinos in that part of the country feel like representation matters to them and they are only going to get that through either Manny Pacquiao or, or or a Duterte. 
I mean, I could see it. If you look at a map of the Philippines, Kaplan, it's, there's so many islands yeah. that you could feel isolated. You could feel like those people have never even been here. They don't Fly care. Over country. They got to take a yeah. boat to get yeah, to boat me. Boat over country. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I could get it that you think a Manila is 100 years away. Right. And right. they're never coming to help you. Right. So That's why so, you turn to uh, Manny Pacquiao. He's the voice of the people. Well, he's the voice of some people. He's not, you know, he's, he's, I like how they, they tried to cancel him. I don't know if you heard about this, Chino, a couple of years ago in the U.S. because they asked him what his thoughts on gay marriage yeah. were. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Which, <laughs> you mean, why ask? Why ask? Why are we looking to, for a boxing champion? <laughs> well, first of all, most boxers, even American boxers, are not known as being great of proponents of gay rights. Also, <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know about you, but I don't want a president who gets professionally hit in the head. Like, exactly. A, That's like, I don't point. know how that affects his judgment. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's yeah. of That's why Mayweather never got hit. But <laughs> also, you know, he's a simple dude. Right. right. Yeah. He is he's a simple never, dude. Exactly. He's, they, he's an evangelical Christian. He supports the death penalty. He's against same-sex marriage. But he also wants to provide two million free houses to the poor. Yeah. So I mean, listen, he's done some good, good his for his views. part of the country. He He has done some good for his part of the country. It's just that with his Senate attendance record, a lot of people are putting yeah. it up in the air. Because if you don't show up to work, how can you work? Right? That's the whole argument against Manny Boring Pacquiao. the Senate voting. Who wants to do that? Yeah, <laughs> he'd rather watch him fight money, man. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, we got to take a break right here, Kaplan. We got to pay the bills. But yeah. uh, when I come, when we come back, I want to hear. There's even more to this. I want to hear about what's going to happen yeah. going forward. How popular are all these candidates we've talked about? We'll get into that and who's going to win. But Kaplan, before that, my yeah. gosh, we're part of the world's smartest podcast network. We are, and that is myself. That is uh, Michael Ira Kaplan. That is ding, ding. Professor Andrew Heaton. That is Doctor Andrea Jones Roy. She's a PhD, but we put the doctor at the front. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Dr. Roy. <laughs> Dr. Roy. Dr. Andrea Jones, right? People said, because, you know, people sometimes said, no, you can't. It, it's, you have to say their name and then PhD afterwards. And I said, I do what I want, you know? You do. Yeah. Come on. Show some yeah. respect. Dr. For doctor. Andrea, uh, so Professor Andrew Eaton, he's the host of the Political Orphanage podcast. He's also host of the Friday Release Valve show coming out. It's on Fridays, a comedy show. He's also host of Alienating the Audience, which is, I think, his show about sci fi movies. And he had uh, Andrew Yang on this past week on his podcast, which I was, Yang was a great Yang was on yeah. Heaton's podcast. That, I haven't yeah. even listened to it yet. Was it good? It was great. Yeah. So, you know, we got to we got to we got to do a roundtable and get Yang on in the, the future. Political now. Orphanage is very popular to show for third party or people who don't have a political party. Right. People are interested in politics, yeah. but they don't want any of the right. The alt middle. The alt middle. Yeah. Which would we tried to give him that name for the show. He didn't want it. Um, and then and then Andrew, Dr. Andrea Jones Roy. She's got a great show. You can listen to it on our network now. Kaplan for twenty dollars a month. As we said, you get your own ad on this show. Sugar Brady has his ad on this show, and he says, and I'll read it, the 20, he wants to promote this week the 2021 Civil War. <laughs> Is it a Civil War? Where? Which We're going to do that episode next week. Well, take a guess. Uh, Who, where do you think the Civil War might be? 
Uh, is he talking about, uh, I don't even know, uh, in America, there's going to be a fight? I, I don't even know. I got nothing. I, I don't even know where you're talking well, about. Well, yes. The answer is yes. He's ta- of course, he's talking about the yearly game between Oregon and Oregon State football. Oh, football game. <laughs> the Civil War. Stumped me. My gosh. It is. He says that every week is a risky week if you're playing in the Pac-12. That's God. what he says. Listen, every week's a battle. Well, you know, There's stay, no we off weeks. up that late and watch your Pac-12. There's no Brady. off weeks in the Pac-12, yeah. Kaplan. But he said, especially when it comes to rivalry week. Yeah. Now we got the 2021 Civil War. We're talking Corvallis. We're talking Eugene. There, we're talking 45 miles. That's all that separates the two. Are you kidding me? You get these two fan bases together. Who knows who's going to get stabbed? So everyone watched. Is that what he's saying? Just watch the game. Everyone watch it. He says, go Beavs. He's, of course, a, or a Corvallis, Oregon State fan. And uh, the game will be played. He didn't tell me this, but I'll look it up. Saturday, November yeah. 27th. What time is it, you ask, Kaplan? I mean, it's probably like midnight. It's like a West Coast game. To be determined. They haven't decided <laughs> <be> yet. <laughs> Do they have a ch- what channel is it on? If you look, doesn't, we don't know yet. They're What's the waiting. spread? You got anything? Any information for me? I got No, that's undecided too. <laughs> All right. But it's Oregon, ranked number four in the nation. Yeah, they're good. Oregon State, unranked. But hey, you know what we do when it's the Civil War? We throw out the records. Throw out the record books. This is throw a, this, out at this. Dog. I mean, these kids grew up together. Are you kidding they me? Grew up they hating each to, other. They went to high school together. They got recruited to different schools. They know each other front, back, and center. They've dated each other's sisters. Who did Sugar Brady go? Who's he rooting for? Like, do we the know? Beavers, Oregon oh, he's State. A beaver okay, come on. It's uh, I'm a. I actually, I, I hate Oregon. They gave Chip Kelly to the Eagles, so screw them. What, what did you call him? Oregon? Oregon. Yeah, oh, you set me up there. <laughs> I didn't set you up. You said you hate Oregon. Oregon is how we say it in these parts. So watch that game. Thank you, Sugar Brady. <laughs> watch that game. Kaplan, now you got to give us $20 a month, Sugar, if you want to get another ad like that, that quality. <laughs> You're right. He went back down to 10 So back up to $20. we will give you a Civil War. Uh, that's it, everybody. Check that out. And now, Kaplan, a word from your local sponsors. All right, we're back. Thank you so much to all of the local sponsors. Uh, Chino, now. Um, anyway, those are the ads. What do you think? <laughs> who are you? Who do you like, Oregon or Oregon State? <laughs> I'm going to go with Oregon. That sounds like Oregon. A, a, a team that How I do you say in the from. Philippines? How do you pronounce the state? I don't think they, I've ever heard anybody say Oregon. Oregon. We used to have a street called Oregon. Uh so they pronounce it correctly in the yeah. Philippines. Kaplan can't pronounce it fe- correctly in <laughs> Long Island City, New York. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there used to be there are a lot of like Americanized streets uh, in in my neighborhood. Oregon it's, Street. See, the, listen, hear that, Sugar Brady. If you go to the Philippines, you got to check out Oregon. Street. It could be a civil it's war right on next that street. to Chicago. <laughs> it's right next to Chicago a, Street. If you, if you believe ooh, that. that's a yeah. so uh, okay. So let's get back to this election. Who's popular out of these people? Okay. Yeah. What. So right now in the polls, because everything's still murky, Bogbong Marcos seems to be the outright brother, but his competition as of the moment is the current sitting vice president, uh, Lenny Robredo. Um, okay. Lenny oh. Robredo is an interesting case. Number one, because she is a liberal. So she is the opposite side 
Oh, the coin here. She Her name's on. Lenny? Yeah. Per- L E N I. Oh, it, it's oh, L E N I. Yeah. She's so a these are Filipino uh, <laughs> names, y'all. So, <laughs> so it's Lennon. it's all gonna sound weird. But okay, I was thinking like a New York City cab. No, not like not not Jewish Lenny. Uh, <laughs> no, no. But L E N I. I think her real name is Leonora or something. I can't okay. really say. All right, Lynn. Okay, so she's. And she's the vice president, but she's is she part of the Duterte's crew? Or? No, she is not. Okay, so during Duterte's entire reign, which of course is also her entire reign as vice president, she has actually been uh, boxed out from doing any actual sort of work because she was part of the previous administration, the administration before Duterte, which was run by the liberals, the liberal party of the Philippines, similar to the Democrats here in the U.S., right? Okay. This was the presidency of Benigno Aquino uh, III, who was the president before Duterte. Okay. Okay. So she's part of that crew. So, I mean, if you're, I mean, vice presidents are meaningless in the United States and they are part of the regime. If you're not, if you're a vice president, what do you do? Yeah. What's the (laughs) function even? It's pretty much the same. You know, it's pretty much the same, which is why she really tried her best to uh, incorporate her office into the larger office of Duterte's presidency. So she really tried to play a role in the presidency. In fact, at the start of his term, she he appointed her as the head of housing in, in the Philippines, right? So, so they got along. They figured so, out a way to so get along. So essentially, at the beginning, yes, they tried to play together. You know, okay. they, they tried to play ball we, but what's, with each other. If you're the president, what's the motivation? Can't you just ice the person out 100%? Which is what no. he's doing right now. Right? Oh, okay. Because yeah. their politics are so rudimentally opposed. They are just yeah. so element. They're just so against each other. At the end of the day, it didn't work out. And she ended up having to do her own thing, which really just uh, came to light during the pandemic. Because the office of the vice president, while the country was in lockdown, was actually in action trying to provide housing and support and and vaccines for the larger public in the Philippines. She's been on record as being a lady of action here, Mm. which is a lot of the reason why people... (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, what you say? Lady of action. Yeah, lady of action here. So which is why... She is, uh, this is one of the main reasons why people actually wanted her to run for president, which is what she ended up doing right now. And if, if something were to happen to the current president, does the vice president take over? Yes. Right now, yes. Strange situation. But then she only has about six months left because the elections are in May, May of 2022. Yeah, May 9th, we should say, 2022 is when this all kicks So Lenny... Is coming from and now are there primaries or is it no? It's just it's just whoever throws their hat at the race just goes. I like that. It's a shotgun <laughs> yeah. start. Yeah, it's just everybody goes. I don't know why we have primaries. They're stupid <laughs> because we have two parties. Yeah, and they just have like a zillion parties. We have like a five hundred parties. parties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, yeah. everyone's saying this ninety-seven candidate thing's bad. I see it as good to me. That's democracy in action. Survival of the fittest. The yeah, more the better. Be why not? Everyone should others. be allowed to run. You know. 
I mean, I'm just looking forward to the presidential debates because all of this mess is going to get. Ninety-seven. Much- How many talking? people get on the stage? How does that work? <laughs> they probably they, the last election they did. Uh, they had to do two separate debates where yeah, they did the uh, first half of the candidates did it, and then the second half. So they they probably get to do that this time around. Uh, and then when this happens, they're gonna. They're gonna muck up all this mess that they've been trying to sweep under the rug. It's just going to be great TV. Bad for the country, but great TV. And oh, so about- I want to get into this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Keith. I was gonna ask you, what about the last person? Is that there's a mayor from Manila? Yes. This, okay. Who's so a, that's a, a former ID. teeny bop star and yes. rom com actor. Yes. So his name is Isco Domagoso. He goes by Isco Moreno. Moreno. That's his last name, uh, his showbiz last name. And he showbiz. was the current. He used to be Weinstein. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Changed I it. was trying. I was going to uh... do this. <laughs> Lip Schultz. Uh... <laughs> Lip <Schultz>, yeah. <laughs> no. So, so he was a uh, matinee idol in his day, right? So got older, decided to enter politics. Wait, a matinee idol, does that mean like a soap opera star? Uh, yeah. So he was a, in movies and TV shows. Okay. And did the whole acting but song But he was born homeless, thing. wasn't he? He was born on the streets of Manila. Yeah. So which is part of the reason he got his uh, mayoral run in Manila because he was a man of the people. Yeah. yeah. He, just yeah. a good-looking poor guy. Yeah, just a good-looking <laughs> poor guy. Security. Exactly. <laughs> he won <laughs> and lost the lottery all the same <laughs> <laughs> Right? Right? So he essentially, that's how he... That's how he warmed himself up to the people. And he seems to be like a man for the people right now. It's just that he is also kind of, sort of, but not really on the same side of things as President Duterte. Okay. Ah. So he's like in the gray middle. Uh, Much closer to to Rodrigo Duterte than Lenny Robredo. He should go on a heat and show. Right? (laughs) He should go on a political (laughs) orphanage. Maybe he's going Marino on this week. So so from what I could tell, because the issues seem light, but the major issue I found seems to be, does Rodrigo Duterte get investigated by the International Crime, was it committee or? Yeah, ICC, International Criminal Court. The criminal court, which is the Hague, right? Yes. Is that the Hague? Yes. And the Hague. the Hague wants to come in and try Duterte, Rodrigo Duterte, for war crimes because of all the drug dealers he killed with his own bare hands by his admission <laughs> right. on his motorcycle, driving down the road, shooting him. All the drive-bys. <laughs> in the last six years. And he's proud of killing all those people, but they say, hey, this might be war crimes. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and he says, what? Really? I, first I've heard of it. That was his. <laughs> and so a war. A drug he, war crime, yeah. He, um, so from what I've read, if the, the split has become that if his daughter... Uh, Sarah and Moreno, if they win, they will shield him so he cannot yes. be investigated by the international community. And if uh, Pacquiao, the prize fighter, wins, he will give him up to the International Crime Committee. Yes. And if, uh, but I don't know where Lennon and Miranda fall on this. Oh, but is, is that kind of the split? So if you're voting, are you voting if I want him to go to The Hague or I don't want him to yeah. go to The Hague? Uh, not essentially, because people okay. don't really concern themselves with that. Uh, they don't care that. That's much. a larger the average person. Th- that yeah. to the average person, while that is part of the bigger pre- picture, Robredo, uh, President Duterte's run for power isn't really concerned by his 
by his self-preservation. You know, it's really more about who wants to see actual change happen. Do you want to see? <laughs> you, do you want to still keep the same people in charge, or do you want to change things up? That's essentially the price of people. milk is more important. You're saying than yes, <laughs> that makes a that that's a lot more appropriate. Sure, yeah. So that that makes more sense right now but it's essentially people don't really concern the average Filipinos don't really concern themselves with ICC and you okay. know with ruling but Pacquiao I did see right, right he did say he would send not just Duterte but a lot of other people would he would put in jail he perhaps said everyone crimes. in Duterte's office he yeah. Yeah. Put in because jail. because of the rift that happened between them he has gone on the record as saying that because he felt he feels like he's been wronged mm. right he felt like it was his shot at the presidency, and they didn't support him. And so he broke off from that party, created his own independent party. He's running as an independent. I forgot the name. Oh, put him on the on right. Heaton show. <laughs> He's running as an independent. I would love he an interview Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, a, just a doctorate and Manny Pacquiao. I can't imagine how that conversation turns out. <laughs> so... Uh, so what are the issues here that we're even picking from? So the main issue is the uh, pandemic management as of mm. recent history. So right now in the Philippines, there is a hearing going on where a pharmaceutical company uh, is being charged with embezzlement and corruption because of overpriced uh, face shields. Uh they 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 marked up a face shield, which is essentially a piece of plastic that yeah. you wear on your face, two hundred percent, and they sold it to the mass market and required the public to wear face shields. Kaplan's a free market guy. He likes what is two hundred percent? So how much of like how much of the face shield so, end up costing people? So then? basically, the face shield cost about. Like maybe five pesos to make, and they sell it for a hundred and fifty. Mm. And you times yeah. that by the amount they sold, and they right. they force people to yeah, wear. Yeah, they required mandatory. them so, to wear face shields. So more than the masks, you had to wear the shields. Yeah, right. So you had the mm. mask on, and you had to have the shield on. Otherwise, you could uh, be sent home or arrested. That's the the ruling that happened here. Also, pandemic management hasn't really been the best because they locked the country down. For going on two years now, um, essentially the Philippines is still under lockdown. They only eased up just recently, which is why I was able to fly out again. Uh, but during that time, they locked it down. Took a, a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot more people lost their lives. Um, the vaccine rollout took so long to happen. And despite all of this, people really feel like uh, the Duterte administration really didn't do as good a job handling the pandemic. So essentially, that's the main issue right now. Okay. I mean, and he seems so like a guy who was pro-lockdown just in general. Yes. The, yeah, right? He just because, likes the idea of a lockdown just because it's because a way to get drugs off control. The, yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Because ideally, it's like simulated martial law, which is yeah. essentially where this was going, right? Couldn't leave your house. You know, you had curfew. Uh, which it makes sense because I don't know if COVID respects curfew enough. <laughs> I know. Like the curfew <laughs> was the, so ridiculous that uh, after eight, you can't stay out past, like bars have to close at 10 at night. Or yeah. Something. Right. Yeah. They, everything has to shut down by 10 p.m. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you can't, uh, there are, there were, there were checkpoints uh, in the road for, from the uh, military and the local. Check police. for your shield. 
to check for your face shield and other things. Wow. Right? And sell you sell you an overpriced one if you don't so have it. So if you it. didn't have it, they, instead of giving you, arresting you, you could buy one off the guy for like super expensive. <laughs> they just shoot you. Yeah, or just shoot or they you. Shoot yeah. you. Well, so they shoot you or hand over 200%. Uh, so, the, so there's a lot of, there is a lot of uh, dubious things that happened under Rodrigo Duterte's presidency. Apart, of course, from the larger uh, quote-unquote war on drugs. So after all these maniacs we talked about, who do you like for presidency? I'm voting for Robredo. I uh, and this is actually going to be the first time I actually vote for a. President. Now Robredo is not on my list. Who's Robredo? Lenny Robredo. <laughs> Lenny the Lenny. Lenny. He's voting for Lenny. Oh Lenny. Yeah. Lenny. I know the Lenny. Jewish cab driver. Yeah, the Jewish cab driver. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny Lipschitz. Lenny Lipschitz. Right. Right. So uh, the reason is because number one, she's a. She's liberal. the vice president. She's right. the vice president. She is also been really doing a lot for the country despite her limited uh, position. You know, I've I've seen her office. Her office is pretty close to where I live, right? Uh, the actual office of the vice president is pretty close to where I live. And so I can actually remember seeing a lot of donations and volunteers flooding in and out of the place just trying to do the work that the president was supposed to be doing. You know, so so I feel like as a president, she would be able to do a lot. Right. And you said number one right now in like the leaderboard is the um, uh, Marcos, the Marcos Duterte alliance. Yeah. And then number two would be Lenny. Right. And then where does Pacquiao? Is he popular at all or no? Yeah. Isn't he like a king there? I mean, I mean, he's popular because he's Pacquiao. But honestly, I don't see him winning at all, especially since he broke off from the party. Okay. Like he broke off from his political party, which is what, which is the main thing that he had was the backing yeah. of this large administrative party. Well, and a couple of world championships. I mean, yeah, sure. Well, if he would have retired earlier, he would be seen as more of a winner. I feel like right. He fought, yeah, he stayed yeah. on too long. He keeps losing fights now. He doesn't. You, you, you know, he's not undefeated. Yes. Yeah, and and the fact that he doesn't even show up to Senate also hurts him a lot. Yeah, and he got punched <laughs> a lot lately. I could see that. Yeah. So but I don't. I, I don't one, really see him as having a good stronghold on winning this. I got one last question, though. It's that I don't know if you saw this. It's breaking news. But Duterte today said he knows for a fact that one of the leading contenders does cocaine and he won't say who. (laughs) So so who do you think that is? Who's the most likely to be a cokehead? And do you think that could change everything when it's revealed? I'm pretty sure it's Duterte who does this. this Is it his daughter? Can I guess? Can I guess? His daughter? I'm going to guess. Son of ruthless dictator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about sons of ruthless dictator, they open nightclubs, which we've talked about before. It's a very Uday Hussein thing. Yeah. It's a move. You know, they do hard drugs, they party, and they kill people at whim, and then they, they open. I yeah, mean, Torte can roll in and kill this person with his bare hands now because he's a person. If he just says he's a dealer, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> then go to the Hague anyway. He's going to the Hague anyway. Big deal. Go out with a bang. Go kill the vi- the presidential candidate on your way out. For <laughs> doing well, drugs. It's not Lenny though. Well, you see, Lenny's working very hard, so it could be her. She's got to step up. <laughs> focused. Could be. She also. Uh, 
she also has a daughter who's a doctor, so maybe you know that's where she's getting the hookup from. So it's so. wild that um that did, I don't know what kind of doctors you have, but they don't prescribe <laughs> cocaine I'm, in I'm the United s- States. Nineteen twenties or something. The nineteen twenties doctor, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. You got to get to deep but... West Virginia to get drugs out of your doctor these days. <laughs> you got opioids. Any opioid you want from your doctor. Yeah. So it is wild though. So is Duterte and his daughter? Do they get along? Does Sarah and uh? Old so Perez? right now, like I said, there was there is a rift, there is a a disparity because uh, Duterte brought on this dude Bongo to run as uh, right the, the, his Bongo. his main guy, his his main guy. <laughs> He's been grooming this dude instead of his own daughter now because his his own daughter decidedly went with a uh with with Bongo Marcos at that side of the coin. And my final question would be, because I got to take off in a second, but just I would think historically, I thought Duterte was like a populist man of the people guy. And I would think he would be fundamentally against the Marcos family, a dictatorship. But is that not the case or is it too far a in the rich past? dictatorship, too? Yeah, you think? Yeah. Yeah. See, see here, here's the thing. It, it would seem that way. However, he hasn't really gone on the record as saying that he's disavowed the Marcuses altogether. He's not really denied what the Marcuses have done, right? So he okay. he knows that the moment he does that, he loses a lot of the people who voted for him. Because a lot of the people who vote for him also voted for Bongbo Marcos. Okay. Complicated story, but this I like, like it. Uh, so May 9th, 2022 is the election day. It says election season begins. I read in like, is it February or January officially? Yeah. Yes, that's so. That, it, so okay, by season they mean that's when you're officially allowed to campaign. So you're going to see a lot. But it more. seems like they're all campaigning now. Right, right. See, that's the that, thing. They've all these people are finding loopholes. So we haven't even gotten to the point. We haven't even gotten to talking about the substitution thing that happened, where in Sarah Duterte was supposed to be the president, and now she's a vice president candidate. Oh right. yeah, how did that happen? But, Quick, quickly, if you have. Okay, you so so basically. She decided to switch things up on her dad without telling him, right? And so what ended up happening is they both they both might have ended up running for vice president against like each succession. other. Succession, Philippine her style. Dad, uh, succession, the Philippine style. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So holy. So they and that's might why have... Turner. Uh, so I was gonna say that's why he said in his speech about the cocaine. He said, "I am not politicking." That's why he had to say that, I guess, because you're not you're not running yet. He's yeah. Like, yeah. saying it. I've noticed some cocaine use. <laughs> Yeah, so sorry, it's sorry, really God. crazy, and they are playing around with the the with the government of a country here. You know, it's not like it's not like this is Survivor where they just win a billion dollars or something. You know, they're actually playing with people here, and it's so insane that they get to do that and try to one up each other in, in this way, just so well, they can keep it in the family. It's crazy. Hopefully Succession, Lenny maybe. wins. I'm pr- I'm also supporting Lenny. After this hour of discussion, I think that she's the most qualified. Yeah, right. Uh, that's it, Kaplan. That's lawyer. the podcast. We might have to check back in in a few months when this all ramps up. As it seats up, year. once politicking is allowed, we're going to have to check in. Yeah. Once the politicking, it's not even allowed yet. And it's already <laughs> massive. So crazy. Uh, that's it. Chino Liao, always a pleasure. Thank you for doing the show. Thank man. you. And uh, I'll see you in a couple weeks. In I, will. I will. In California, we're going to hang out. 
Definitely. So we'll hear about that. Can't wait. Awesome. All right, that's it, Kaplan. What should we do? I know you got to run, so let's get lost. Get lost. <laughs>